0: Portland Cello Project's Skip Von Kuski is in the Artichoke Music Cafe with me. That's not the only ensemble he's involved with. He has lots of projects, and after we're done talking, you'll hear a track from the latest album by Groovy Wallpaper, the duo he has with Don Henson. Skip has been pretty busy during the current tribulations. He's been live streaming, recording, and writing, but he misses us as much as we miss him. Face it we miss being able to be in the same room with live music that's all there is to it so let's talk with skip on Kuski. well skip how's the summer been for you
1: (laughs) Uh, mostly indoors
0: (laughs) yes yeah mostly mostly um uh are you doing live streaming what are you performing at all
1: um, I I am. Uh, I was doing a lot of live streaming mm-hmm. immediately after the uh, the a lockdown or mm-hmm. uh, the stay at home uh, situation, um, and then uh, in the aftermath of uh, George Floyd, I've been doing very little live streaming. Why uh, is that? Um, was that how is that or why? why? Oh, well, for one, I felt like. Uh, <laughs> i i just didn't necessarily feel like my voice and my mm-hmm. need to pay rent was as important as what was going on gotcha um and uh at first uh i i think i just felt like um like i had less to say
0: could you bring the mic a little closer oh yeah sure thank you thank you very much
1: that. Yeah, I'm I'm talking behind a mask right now. So. Yes, it makes two, <laughs> makes
0: two of us. This is why I'm up so, so close to it. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I guess yes, you know, it's it, it. That stuff it affects people in different ways. Yeah. In some ways, it inspires people to work, and then sometimes you, you you have to take a step back.
1: Well, it's odd because the the virus um, mm-hmm. certainly inspired me to to work. Um, really? Yeah. It. Uh, the lockdown. I, I mean, I suddenly went from, uh, you know, 250 plus uh, gigs a year to to. Uh, um, I don't have any more gigs. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, yeah. they're just not there. So, um, it it made me want to uh, create, to create and to share and to just um, try and. Uh, Give people some sense of normalcy or a chance to breathe a mm-hmm. uh, chance to mm-hmm. to just take a moment out um and then i you know then I realized that and I've been live streaming since Facebook Live became an available thing mm-hmm. uh, it's just uh I always felt like oh, this is a great way for my relatives in New Jersey or <laughs> you know friends yeah, that yeah. I haven't seen for twenty years to yeah. check in and see what I'm doing these mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. um so, uh, and it was really simple. I had regular happy hours and uh, regular gigs, and I would just put my phone in a beverage holder on my mic stand <laughs> and point it at myself and <laughs> and go live and mm-hmm. not really worry about it. Um, but then suddenly uh, everybody in the world discovered live streaming. Yes. And uh, yeah. not to mention uh, every other cello player in the world seemed to discover <laughs> live streaming too. So, uh at first it was uh you know a compulsion like got got to keep doing it got there's mm-hmm. there's going to be a time after this and in yeah. the meantime i want to remind people that uh that uh that we're sort of all in this together and that yeah. we should uh you know uh take a moment and and relax and hear some cello music yeah you know? yeah yeah
0: makes sense makes sense yeah um so uh have you been inspired to start up again
1: um i have uh about a month ago um i started uh doing uh playing from the uh, limbo lounge stage at dante's Mm -hmm. on thursdays doing a happy hour stream Mm -hmm. um just uh two or three employees at the place my girlfriend uh works at dante's and so um uh, so I'm kind of uh, in the family there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Elvis, uh, uh, John Schroeder, the, the king, is uh, doing his live stream on Fridays. And I said, well, you know, I'll do one on Thursdays. It could be the one, two, uh, mm-hmm. chillotronic king Punch, you know. You so, um, so that has been interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week will be the first time that it's open. Mm. and they yeah. have stanchions up and there's separation from uh the people inside mm. um i'm a little nervous about it to be honest of like course. uh, yeah. uh yeah. i uh, have uh, uh you know I, t- I have i take the virus seriously
0: so yeah <laughs> yeah yes really i check all the boxes myself <laughs> <laughs> um yeah here at artichoke they've just started live streaming
1: yeah, that's it's fantastic. It's good to see yeah. Uh, yeah. it's good to see it happening. And to me, going back to that and and uh, I had been live streaming from my living room uh-huh. or uh, for a little while from the studio space I share. Um, and then when the lockdown happened, I just moved everything out of the studio and created a little uh, recording studio in my bedroom uh-huh. at home uh-huh. uh, and have been streaming from in front of my computer screen in my wow. bedroom yeah. uh but uh getting back to dante's it was like it's going to be so nice to go plug into a pa again yes and for people to see that familiar brick wall yeah um yeah. you may not be able to go to the bar but the bar can come to you which is like yes. kind of my yeah. uh thought yeah. behind it so
0: uh-huh.
1: um so it, it's been fun to you know just plug into a pa and uh and play to no one in the room which is not terribly dissimilar from the happy hours i did there before <laughs> <laughs> the lockdown. Uh, uh but it, the one thing i i miss is the constant chiming of the poker machines <laughs> that's uh i mean more than uh the loud talking and and uh drinks being poured and whatnot. Are they part of the band yeah yeah it's well it's because it's part of the atmosphere you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah so that's been uh my main thing and during the lockdown i have been hired to play uh a birthday party on zoom a birthday mm-hmm. party in the driveway of someone's house yeah. i've played in the backyard of friends <laughs> um and uh, the th- very grateful for that uh mm-hmm. that uh because largely uh I don't have another job so yeah. like getting yeah. hired to do uh these little one-offs is uh an important part to just eking yeah. out <laughs> some existence and not going uh deeper uh, on uh, credit cards and stuff so right um mm-hmm. yeah so it's been an interesting yeah. time
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah um i've I, uh what's it been like in, in uh, uh being in contact with the other band members
1: um i talked to don a lot mm-hmm. uh i, I talked to will west a lot and mm-hmm. he's out in north carolina now Oh, um, so uh you know it's 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 interesting because uh I, there's a an app out there called acapella i'm sure mm-hmm. some people are familiar with but basically if you're not uh working with uh, adobe premiere or or final cut it's a way that you can uh, open up separate windows of video Mm -hmm. and record parts and send them to each other and create new music or or covers or you know what whatever you want um and uh, i've done a handful of those with will uh in north carolina and Mm -hmm. it's just it's been a really cool way to connect and uh to do some work um on the other hand uh uh a lot of uh a lot of contact is through email i um i've created a a lot of uh recorded tracks at home for various uh projects and Mm -hmm. and uh and people who I would be playing live with if yeah, it was yeah, a, yeah. a possibility. For instance? Uh, Rob Winia from Floater, I'm not uh-huh. sure. Uh, he's uh, He published a book of poetry and created a soundtrack uh, for that can be listened to by itself or that you can read the book with. Wow. Uh, and um, I did uh, a few recordings at his place before things shut down. And uh, shortly thereafter, uh, we were sending things back and forth mm-hmm. through uh, Google Drive files. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he actually purchased a uh, a uh, Scarlett uh, interface for me to um, have the preamp necessary to plug in and record in Logic at home. Wow. What's interesting to me is I've been... I've been recording and in, in, in recording studios since the '80s. <laughs> uh, most of my first, you know, five to seven years were all analog tape yeah. and whatnot. And but I remember the earliest versions of Digital Performer and, and Pro Tools. <laughs> and somehow, in spite of the fact that I have produced records for people uh in various situations i never really uh i i never got beyond the rudimentary abilities of an engineer you know like Mm -hmm. i was like Mm -hmm. i went four track and then i let engineers and studio professionals do the work for me of recording Mm -hmm. Um, but nothing like being stuck at home for you to learn a new skill so (laughs) So I, I know. I I have
0: to make my, my radio my K M H D radio show at home now.
1: Yeah, and, and you, know. you figured out how to do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just it's pretty simple stuff. It's just audacity and playing sure. music and, and, and voicers then. But still. You know.
1: Sure. The, the the necessity is uh is you know, it's it seems like the home recordist thing started out as a uh, well, it's a lot cheaper for me to do this at home than it is to yeah. go to a professional. Yeah um and then now it's more like, well, if I don't do it for myself at home, it's just not going to get done. Yeah. Uh,
0: Still, there's nothing like going to a recording studio.
1: Oh, no. There's nothing like And that. there's no replacing a set right. of ears and, right. and a set of hands. A Bob that, Stark
0: or somebody like that. Oh, yeah. Larry, Larry
1: and see, yeah. Uh, yeah. on and on. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. so much. I remember, I
0: remember one time I was working for an ad agency and we went to New York to, make, to record commercials and it was in the Columbia studios. Where, you know, Monk had recorded and Miles Davis had recorded, and it's just amazing being, you know, being in, 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 in a room that has has like held all those things, you know. True enough, yeah. <laughs> True enough. Well, it's like it's like Billy Osborne, just a, that, that board of his that, that Aretha Franklin's gone through and Santana and all those people, you
1: know. There's gold records on the wall. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but there's nothing like a. Uh, of course, for me, is uh, I don't I don't miss um, a, a a live audience because there's no live audience on the on the radio.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I I get that. Yeah, yeah, I know it's um it it really is kind of. Uh, some people have a real issue with the live streaming that that it mm-hmm. just doesn't feel right. Yeah, and you know for like. Um, we're talking about rob Winnie and his uh amazing uh uh new project and everything he's uh, steered away from doing live broadcasting because for him uh, as the leader of a band like floater Mm -hmm. you know it's all about that audience energy coming back to you and and i know the fans would love for to see them play would you know pay uh a premium to see it happen. But yeah, uh yeah. but it's gotta be really strange to just go up and and sing at the top of your lungs yes. and put yeah. all that energy. It's like uh yeah. right. as somebody who does occasionally sing in mm-hmm. front of people, mm-hmm. I I have a harder time like putting my full voice behind something when right. I'm sitting in a living room. You know, yes. it's when yes. you're on stage and you have a mic yeah. and the yeah. people it's right. a completely different thing. Right. Right. Uh but uh but live streaming to me is uh you know it's it's so varied um i'm have a tendency to lean towards uh when i was doing things at home to be more meditational to play Mm -hmm. these sort of uh uh, deep breath heartbeat style cello Mm -hmm. mandolin acoustic Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. but looped kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and then when i play in the bar i'm Playing loud and have beats and mm-hmm. electric guitar and mm-hmm. stuff and uh, and you know sometimes that you get done and you're like,
0: oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> where's the uh, where's anything? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: But has this current situation affected what you write?
1: Um, God, it's so hard to say current situation because there there's current situation upon current situation yes, yes in this day and age so uh i it's
0: a triple threat
1: you know i i kind of came into january of this year 2020 uh with a renewed um songwriting push i was oh. but i was writing uh i would i would uh take my girlfriend to work in the morning to dante's Mm -hmm. where she would uh do the books and and uh the various things that Mm -hmm. uh that she does there and i would sit at the bar before it opened with a notebook and uh and i would write until i had a concept or the Mm -hmm. semblance of a song uh and then i'd go home and and maybe uh play some music to it but uh Mm -hmm. essentially so in January, I wrote a a song called uh, "Orange Is." <laughs> <And> it was <laughs> just about the impeachment trial, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're I also about wrote Trump songs. Trying to that, say
0: origins? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, no, it was it, it, it. Actually, I got I got some uh, call out for this for ableism, but I, it was called "Orange <laughs> Is the New Moronic," um, and you know. Uh, but it was basically about impeachment. Uh, so, um, and and I hadn't written starkly political like things about a certain person, you know, uh, at any point to that point. But it came out and I, you know, honor that, hey, that's what was on my mind that day. I, I would write mm-hmm. things about um, just basically observations of third in Burnside because, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd be down there and I'd see, you know, uh, the, uh, the touched, the, mm-hmm. the houseless, the mm-hmm. day drinkers. Um, and everybody's got a story. So, you know, yeah. I sort of make a story or an observation of mm-hmm. what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, then as COVID started to come in, mm-hmm. I started writing about that and about, uh, staying, staying, uh, in touch without touching. And yeah. I found that to yeah. be like really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point though, I, I, I haven't been compelled to write, uh, in, in this current situation of uh mm-hmm. of black lives matter uh defund the police uh yeah. Yeah. um recognizing white privilege uh yeah. and uh and um yesterday was like maybe one of the first times i really addressed it cuz now i'm i'm kind of like fixated on the idea of um of I wrote the word down, and I can't think of it right now. Sorry. Um, It'll come back. Yeah, um, uh, you know, willful ignorance. It's yeah. That's
0: right.
1: You know, that seems to be something worth uh, investigating. We're
0: talking about people who, who won't wear a mask. Well, I'll talk about For people instance. that won't
1: wear that. There's that. Yeah, yeah won't wear a mask. Uh, uh, will support. Uh, support the current administration Uh, will willfully ignore the fact that something's been wrong with policing for a Mm -hmm. long time Mm -hmm. Uh, and that uh, people that I respect and love that okay here's what it's really been hitting me recently that I believed i've believed and as far as conscious racism Mm -hmm. i let that i let it go or believe that i didn't have it Mm -hmm. um but in light of recent events i've become aware that there's an unconscious racism that just that it's hard is really hard to see from from my perspective as a a white male Mm -hmm. uh who's poor and has issues and uh and everything but you just when you start peeling back the layers you see all the times that you've gotten preferential treatment oh sure um and that you've just kind of accepted wow i got lucky that time yeah and then you realize that you have friends people that you respect care about uh admire um yeah who don't have that same experience at all and uh, and who are probably more deserving of that <laughs> second chance and uh all of the stuff in, in in any given situation it's it's really uh it's hard to look at um and that's why when you asked me to come on I said I just don't feel very interesting right now um
0: sound interesting
1: <laughs> there's a lot of people that <laughs> have uh that have you know stories that are are uh, compelling. Um.
0: Well, you know, the thing is, this whole situation has made everyone think, you know, I mean, I, I was taught to be a racist by my parents and I have had to overcome that every day of my life since then. And it's difficult, you know, I mean, I ended up going to a traditionally black, historically black college, you know, and, uh, uh, you know i got have a soul music show on television on radio <laughs> you know and um you know uh, but uh it's something that um if if you're introduced to it early and early in your life and you're taught that it takes long it takes well it's taken my whole life to uh to you know to, and, and a lot of effort to to um uh, overcome that you know so you know uh what are you gonna do except try to be better yeah you know
1: well um, of interest to me and uh, you know I don't know how much of a difference this makes but I in the last couple of weeks I've been reading things about the minstrel tradition oh. of ice cream truck music and how <laughs> and uh, you know mm-hmm. how the original printed version of I've been uh, I've been working on the railroad mm-hmm. uh, Wow, <laughs> you know, and you suddenly realize that these things that you were chim chiming as a kid.
0: <laughs> have you are, ever read "Where Dead Voices Gather" by Nick Tosches? I have not. You have to read that, and everybody in listening, you need to read, especially these days. It's about Emmett Miller, who was a uh, a blackface minstrel, and uh, and how the totality of American music is all interconnected, but built around a minstrel, you know? Who, by the way, um, uh, Leon Redbone did all all, all um, Emmett Miller tunes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy Rogers stole from Emmett Miller, you know? So it's a great book. We're dead voices together. Nick Todges, T-O-S-C-H-E-S, everybody. Uh, and uh, it's, I mean, it's I, I I've read it a, mil, a million times. <laughs> wow! It's not a long book, but it's, it's 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 fabulous, and it just gives you this sweep of history of, of American music. Yeah. And and how everything's just connected is just connected with each to to to, to, to every. I mean, he had uh, Emmett Miller had Tommy Dorsey's uh, sang with Tommy Dorsey. I mean, it was a record date, but still Tommy Dorsey was on the date. So and, and so. It's amazing, pretty amazing stuff.
1: Well, yeah, it's 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 interesting when you uh, think about it. I mean, uh, how 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 gen- how that minstrel era went on for generations. Oh, sure. Like that sure. it that and and how in a time before broadcast radio, uh, like accessibility of recording. Sure, by. Mm-hmm. It was still around by the time Thomas Edison made a wax cylinder.
0: Thomas Edison. It was, you know, or, um, Al Jolson was was the biggest entertainer in in America, and and he did blackface.
1: Yeah, well, and and he's like <laughs> one of the last ones that we know. I I mean, well, Judy Garland <laughs> too. Right. And, right. Uh, it's
0: amazing. Uh, it, it, the history of, uh, of American music is is just is on on my radio show a couple of weeks ago. I played 16 tons by um, um, uh, Solomon Burke <laughs> you know Tennessee or any four tons 16 tons yeah what you sure it was sung by Solomon Burke <laughs> Oh man and, ha- and there's so many um, uh, African-American uh, performers who sing, who, who are so influenced by country music I interviewed Betty Levette. About three months ago. And she was talking about how her mother had country music going on in, 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 in her home all the time. <laughs> amazing. Really amazing. So tell me about this Groovy Wallpaper record.
1: Oh, gee. Well, uh, uh, Groovy Wallpaper is myself and uh, Don Henson. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and what was the other band that Don Henson was in? Sneaking Out. Sneaking Out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were so much fun.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's uh, how we met each other. And Uh uh, 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 I used to sit in and play with Sneaking Out on Uh some shows, but uh, uh, largely I just loved seeing them. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, And uh, Don, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with us, uh, (laughs) plays a unique percussion setup that, uh, in addition to a bunch of hand drums and uh, Uh cymbals and shakers and whatnot. Uh, he also uses a typewriter. And, and, <laughs> and he's also ways. a,
0: a spectacular-looking human being.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and what a lot of people uh, don't know who knew sneaking Out is that he's a lifelong pianist, a piano huh. player, keyboardist. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the first, uh, I would say, five years, uh, Groovy Wallpaper's been active for... Uh, for 10 years now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and the first five years we played together, uh, he really didn't play keyboards because he plays xylophone. And, and, yeah. and the space that his stuff takes up is tremendous. <laughs> but uh, somewhere in the last five years, he started bringing his 88-key Nord with him. Oh, my God. And now he has a double stand, so the <laughs> xylophone is above the keyboard. And he plays the piano and drums at the same time. And, uh, and, uh, it's, and when I say piano, I mean, he plays keys. Um, yeah. Uh, in addition to, uh, using, uh, various apps with his iPad, mm-hmm. uh, he's got a Mellotron and, mm-hmm. uh, and, a Moog and a couple of wow. different things. So he, he mixes it up tremendously. Uh, but we, 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 uh, recorded an album, uh, started our our follow-up album uh we put our first album out three months after we formed Uh um and back in 2010 uh and uh 10 years
0: later still going strong 10 years later yeah
1: (laughs) well in 2013 uh we went in and recorded uh our version of cashmere Uh at uh studio that rob strip used to run here in town and uh and then that just kind of sat on the shelf or on the digital shelf if you will for a bunch of years um and then somewhere i think it was december of 2016 um i put together a uh a christmas ep of mm-hmm. like drinking songs uh mm-hmm. and don played on it and i had a little extra time towards the end of the sessions and we laid down a couple of uh Uh, tracks of new songs that I had written. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, basically over the course of the next two years, we uh, made a record, Mm -hmm. which we finally finished uh, mixing and mastering in in late 2018. Mm. So... uh, (laughs) moving at a snail's pace we uh we did we did a release and uh printed cds and released it a year ago and i believe it was a year ago uh june 21st Mm -hmm. um at mississippi studios Mm -hmm. uh and uh well two days ago we put it up on bandcamp so it's finally in the digital Mm -hmm. ethereum and you can buy it online now Mm -hmm. Which uh, wasn't really a plan to wait a year, but uh, somehow that's what it took. And
0: perfect timing. Yeah, so now it's, we, it we is put actually it out. Perfect timing. <laughs>
1: um, it is nice to have uh, to have it up there yeah. and have it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a seven-song EP. Mm-hmm. Um, four of the songs are uh, are vocal, and our first groovy wallpaper album was completely instrumental. So. Oh uh and i i had i wrote a lot of songs in my twenties um mm-hmm. and then spent a lot of years not writing lyrics and writing songs mm-hmm. per se uh and so uh when this came up, I was like, well, it's groovy wallpaper I don't know if i you know singing is really a part of what we are, so uh we released uh, as two e p s on our band camp. so one is uh, an entirely instrumental version of the album, huh. and the other one is uh, the way it was originally conceived, which is uh, the four lyrical songs and the three um, uh, instrumental songs.
0: But you're a groovy wallpaper. You can do anything.
1: Uh, we can, yeah. <laughs> as long as it as long as it uh, covers the wall, Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's groovy.
1: Yeah, that's a that's. <laughs> That's the same. So
0: you're you play, you play cello and what else and sing and. and uh,
1: I play cello, mandolin, uh-huh. uh, guitar, um, banjo, uh-huh. uh, and and sing uh, on the record. Uh, we also brought in David Langanis to play nice. uh, lead guitar, um, uh-huh. uh, an extra guitar, and Rob Winia uh-huh. to play bass, uh-huh. uh, and uh, Paul Brainerd played pedal steel on. <laughs> one song
0: that's great and what uh guy yeah he's
1: fantastic uh and you know it the song just screamed pedal steel to me like when i wrote yeah. it uh it's it's kind of a a gospel um mm-hmm. style song yeah uh not that the vocals would necessarily make you feel that way but the <laughs> the uh, the upright piano sound on it uh-huh. and uh, just it feels like a gospel <laughs> a modern gospel if you will
0: how many instruments do you own? <sighs> approximately uh let's see <laughs> I have three
1: guitars yeah three mandolins that's six two cellos that's eight uh small keyboard Nine. Uh all the software in- instruments <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah, probably like nine. <laughs> They're spread out all over. Do you play every day? Um almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah pretty much.
0: <laughs> what do you find yourself picking up more? Which what instrument do you find you find yourself picking up
1: more? Oh, honestly, like the mandolin. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um huh. well uh you know, I've been playing the cello for forty three years. <laughs> I think at this point maybe it's 44. Huh? Uh uh started in 76. So yeah, yeah 44. Um and I like to, uh I like to walk. That's kind of like my exercise of choice is yeah. get some steps in. Yeah. And oftentimes if the weather's right, um not too hot or I'm not going to listen to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I pick up the mandolin. Because I can walk with it. Oh yeah! And yeah, after yeah, yeah. you know, a lifetime tethered to a chair, <laughs> by one <laughs> instrument, it's great to have something that uh, that you can just pick and grin while like you're walking. Woody Allen and the marching band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, mandolin is definitely uh, a a walking around instrument. Yeah. Uh, um, the cello is what I'm primarily doing because uh, I'm I'm working on multiple projects at any given time to record and most Uh of the time people are hiring me to record cello Mm -hmm. um and if it's a a a thing where i'm creating a soundtrack then Mm -hmm. a guitar might be the main instrument i use uh and certainly when i'm writing a song guitar is the main thing i play
0: um the last cello that you bought is is that the one you use primarily
1: it's not the last one I bought. It's it's no. actually the instrument I've had the longest of really? any instrument that I oh, have. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's to me mm-hmm. and uh, a nice Italian cello that I uh, uh, that I bought from an instrument uh, dealer in Philadelphia in 1984. Wow. Um, it was made in 1982, mm-hmm. and it was the third or fourth cello that i had but the first uh the earlier ones i had also bought from that instrument maker and Mm -hmm. uh got higher trade-in value as they as as i came back to trade them in he'd trade them in for more than the original price Mm -hmm. and apply that to the next thing so i happened to get into a modern italian cello Mm uh Mm in 1984 and uh yeah, and I love it. I've had five other cellos since then, uh, but it's the one that I use primarily for everything.
0: Huh. Now, stop me if I've if I've said this to you before. And audience, shut up if you if you heard this before. <laughs> uh, but I w- I was talking with Zoe Keating one time, and she said that she had had cello that she had had since since she was a teenager, but she needed another cello, and she said. Finding another cello was like finding a new boyfriend.
1: Uh, it can be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. A, I, I wouldn't want to break up with this cello. I, I But, you know, uh, honestly, I don't over, overly sentimentalize it. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. It's just there's no way that I could afford something that is as good as what i have uh um, yeah makes sense uh, yeah Mm -hmm. i mean even though uh even though it's its value monetarily is is subjective i mean it's uh you know uh it's yeah it for me to find something that would project as nicely that has the qualities of being uh a modern Italian instrument that throws sound a certain uh-huh. length and has uh-huh. uh, what it does. I'd I'd be, you know, in the five-figure range and and somewhere between thirty and forty thousand uh-huh. dollars, unless I was completely lucky and somebody bequeathed me with you know an instrument for yeah. a song, you know. But like I say, it's kind of a uh, you know I can't just put in the paper cello for sale 30 grand you know like uh i'd have to take it to somebody who yeah. who yeah. works in the market and could put it in the hands of people who mm-hmm. are looking for an instrument in that price range mm-hmm. etc and so forth um they would take a percentage of the sale and then i would be left with uh a dollar amount that would force me to buy something inferior to what i already have yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's it's complicated but i'll I'll be honest i'll pick up any cello and i'll play it and if it 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 doesn't have to be mm-hmm. the same uh i have a a cello that uh is on loan right now to jim brumberg uh because mm-hmm. it's just sitting in my closet and he yeah. expressed an interest in having a cello mm-hmm. uh and this was before uh i was doing a recording thing with him uh before covid became uh yeah. the the daily <laughs> reality right um and when it did become the daily reality i was like let me loan you this because yeah. it's right. not getting used and yeah. i have that cello as a uh i call it my flying cello Oh, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a cello that I bought at Trade Up Music on uh-huh. Division uh, <laughs> um, over 10 years ago. Uh-huh. I think it was $595, huh? you know, or, uh-huh. and it's, uh-huh. it's a no label, yeah. solid cello. Uh-huh. I mean, I would recommend it to somebody who was wanting to start the cello, you know, oh, here, it's good. It plays, you know, the finger distances are similar and uh and you could learn on it um but in general it's it's not sending out the sound that Mm -hmm. that my cello gives me however if I have to fly to another part of the country and I don't have a cello lined up to play in another part of the country I'll throw it in a case and Sure. give it to TSA and say, yeah. have at it, bag yeah, handlers." Yeah. So, you know, yeah. if something happens to this, I can, yeah. I yeah. can handle it yeah. emotionally. Yeah, you exactly. know? <laughs> gotcha. um, so, but I've had people come up to me after shows and say, oh my God, the tone that you get off that <laughs> instrument. And I'm like, all right, that's great. Glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, then it's doing its job, right? Yeah, I really. mean, uh, yeah, you can find something better, but. I I guess in some ways I'm kind of like in that, uh, Jack, uh, Jack White, uh, place of like, you know, if it hurts, then you're suffering for your art, you know, play something that's hard to play. (laughs) Uh, I, I love, I love having my cello set up the way it is. Mm And, uh, Mm -hmm. but I don't mind playing lesser instruments Mm -hmm. if, you know, and, and I love playing plugged in, and with mm-hmm. a lot of effects, but yeah. a lot of people, you know, are like, "Oh, I want the cello to sound as natural as possible," mm-hmm. which is kind of like um, a hallmark of Portland Cello Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, is you know, we've invested in the best microphones to reproduce mm-hmm. the natural sound of the cello, uh, and and that's really a wonderful thing, especially for a group of cellists playing cello together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but for me, as a as a musician, I, I'm a cellist, sure, but I, I'm a musician first, and what I care about is emotion and motive and 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 a sound that I'm going for that is not necessarily the traditional sound. I'm inspired by guitar players and sax players and uh, and keyboardists and all kinds of other music, so I'm not necessarily just trying to make. The cello sound like a cello, yeah. I want it to be a reflection of my music yeah. internally
0: uh, speaking of portland cello project have you have you all um uh, had a dis- any discussions about if things improve your end of year concerts
1: oh well um, as of right now, the end of year concerts are the only thing that are still on our calendar, yeah, but we have been uh we ha- we have been active uh during this uh time we we did a um uh four separate cellists and mm-hmm. four locations uh live stream to a performing arts to two performing arts organizations and uh in a joint concert for their subscribers uh for sun valley idaho and mm-hmm. um is it big big sky montana mm-hmm. um the Bodie Miller Center for the Arts, mm-hmm. uh, I think. <laughs> anyway, we did a we did a stream there where Nancy Ives was at her house and Diane Chaplin was at her house and mm-hmm. Gideon Freudman and I were on two separate outside patios at mm-hmm. Doug's house, um, about fifty feet apart. But yeah, uh yeah. that allowed us to sort of play off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um but in general uh we've been doing uh cello tuesdays uh uh, a side dish for your tacos (laughs) Um, and every week uh a different um it's it's usually an individual cellist performing but we've had uh members of cello projects as well as uh our good friend uh ben soleil who's uh amazing cellist songwriter from Kentucky mm-hmm. um, and Ahmad Pilid, uh, internationally renowned mm-hmm. cello soloist from Baltimore um, doing these Tuesday night uh, live streams mm-hmm. from usually six to six thirty, 30. And uh, those are all archived on mm-hmm. Portland cello projects website. Okay. We also have a, a new record, uh, that was supposed to be released this month um of all prints material yeah uh and um you know we got a test pressing i haven't been able to hear everything but there's Mm -hmm. uh we've trickled out some of those recordings Mm -hmm. through uh our facebook page and our website Mm
0: -hmm. so have, have you made any 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 concrete plans about what let's just say Things might improve, and the Aladdin's going to open up, and you guys are going to be on stage. Do you, do you have you had any discussions about what what, what you would play?
1: Um, no, but uh, I, no, we haven't. <laughs> no, we haven't. But that's uh, really less my department. Um, I I do know that we had uh around the holidays uh, planned for a revolution hall show but ah, mm-hmm. we we had planned on releasing the prince record at the end of may yeah. uh and we've we have been uh sidelined and probably not played about uh thirty some dates since this all happened yeah. um so we had a we had a plan uh but plans change and yeah and, And uh, life has changed a little bit, so.
0: A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, um, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure.
0: And uh, and here at Artichoke, uh, we're uh, more than six feet apart, and everybody gets their temperature taken, and we're we're wearing masks, okay?
1: My temperature is actually uh, 0.4 below what I thought, and I came in out of the sun, so I kind of expected (laughs) it to be high, but... uh, yeah, I guess ninety-eight point six is just a rough thing and not the actual <laughs> standard of everybody's body temperature. So.
0: Well, let's go out with um, uh, 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 a track from uh, the Groovy Wallpaper album. What is the name of the Groovy Wallpaper album?
1: The name of the Groovy Wallpaper album is Afterthought. Okay. And uh, if you do buy the CD off of bandcamp, it comes with uh, the instrumental versions as well as the uh, the uh, seven songs that that. Uh, that make up the album the way mm-hmm. that it was originally, uh, intended. Um, but also we have digital versions and we have one that's called afterthought. That's mm-hmm. the songs with the lyrics and then afterthought mute, which is the instrumental version okay. of those. What songs. What would you like us to play now? Um, I think, uh, <laughs> I think I'd like you to play viruses. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. I was kind of torn, uh, <laughs> But uh, I recommend anybody uh, feel free to, to check out the album. And uh, Trip Around the Sun was the other song that I thought of, but uh, I'm going to send them both to you. Okay. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, listen, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Always great to see you. Yeah, likewise. So uh, next time, let's be under better, better circumstances,
1: huh? Uh, let's, let's make those better circumstances happen. Really? Thanks. <laughs> thanks so much. <laughs>
2: city-state all hardwired in to help the viruses win we moved from place to place expanding the human race we moved into Europe and some A famine strife It's hardwired in To help the viruses win Cutting down all the trees Polluting all the seas All hardwired in To help the viruses win Seeding the skies Countertrails, greenhouse gases rise The hole in the atmosphere Everything we hold dinner is spread out. habitable place It's hardwired in to help the virus We go further and deeper We are the keepers It's hardwired in to help the virus We left behind our cars